Hello, and welcome back to Great Takes, Less Filling by The Daily Gopher. I'm Chris, go away you fur. With me this week for the first time for a Great Takes is Andy, GopherGuy05. Hey, fun game today, people. Yes, certainly uh, an enjoyable, nice cold outing uh, at TCF Bank Stadium. First game for me here in Minnesota um, this fall. Uh, would have preferred a win, of course, but you can't have everything you want. At the end of it, though, I mean, ultimately, I'm not terribly upset. I hate losing to Iowa, obviously. But there were things that I, I liked about today. There were certainly things that frustrated me. But in general, I came in worried that the Gophers were going to get run over. Not, you know, totally, because I think part of the things that we saw them struggle with against Maryland had a lot to do with their inability to defend speed and the edge. And that's not exactly Iowa's game. But I did worry about our run defense. And instead of having a lot of trouble with the run, they ended up bottling up Iowa for the most part. 106 yards, only 2.7 yards per carry uh, for Iowa uh, against us. And that's really something to be happy about. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, as we'll talk about here, uh, the pass defense, eh, less, less. Not not, not so great. Yeah, less less positives there in the pass defense. Another thing I I was really happy with is the offense uh, at times. Uh, The offense certainly was not always where it needed to be. Uh, They struggled. Zach Anikstead did not have his best day. Certainly, I would argue, his worst day. Uh, as a quarterback uh, in his short term with the Gophers. But at the same time, you know, we watched young receivers make plays. The Gophers executed certain elements of their game. The The slant game was was honestly pretty successful. And in general, I mean, that's a really good point output against a defense that, in many regards, had the potential to shut Minnesota down. Now, obviously, their secondary was weaker to begin with. It got worse as their defensive backs got injured, and that really played well to Minnesota's strengths with their wide receivers but at the end of the day it's just one of the reasons I'm not super frustrated um, that said definitely some areas of annoyance uh, Sam Schluter I hate I hate 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 picking single guys and calling them out but he was just abominable like horrible uh, at right tackle and there's a reason he got replaced um, by the largest human in the world Daniel Falale, um, who actually did pretty well uh, and I wasn't especially happy with our third down, obviously. Our third down defense, uh, Iowa was 10 of 19, uh, 2 of 2 on fourth down, if you want to lump them together. And many of those third downs, they gave up double-digit chunks when Iowa only needed, you know, three or five yards. Uh, not really a great performance. And I think one that, for me, had me frustrated with Rob Smith. And I'm going to give it back to you, Andy, because I think we, we talked on the way away, walking away from the game, just about tough day for the coordinators. Um, what are some of your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I definitely agree. Uh, Rob Smith did not exactly have his, his best day as a Gopher defensive coordinator today. Um, Minnesota just seemed to be out of sync at times. They they did not have a pass rush other than Carter Coughlin a little bit. Um, and that really showed. Nate Stanley was sitting back in the pocket and had time to pick on the Gopher defense, which, you know, at the times where the, the young corners from Minnesota did fairly good, uh, at holding coverage, but I mean, Nate Stanley is a good enough quarterback that the Gopher defender isn't going to be holding coverage for eight to ten seconds. If he's sitting back there that long, he's going to be able to find somebody open, and he did quite often. Whether that be one of his two tight ends or or a couple of receivers, you know, there were times where once again we saw our corners playing five six yard cushions. Stanley found that 
right away and took advantage. And a lot of the times we missed the tackle, so it turned a four-yard pass into a 10-yard pass as, as the safeties had to come in over the top. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see going forward how how Rod Smith can can tweak some things. This might have been his, his worst game as a coordinator, and a lot of people are wondering, uh, you know, what, what he's going to do as the season goes on, if he's going to try and do something, if, if he's getting on the hot seat. Um, you know, it's way too early to talk about that, I think, but we'll have to see. Um, I wasn't a fan about Kirk Shiraka and some of his play calling today. You know, you had that interception that Seth Green threw out of the Wildcat on that first down where he just sort of threw it and aired it up. And, um, you know, as we were talking in the stands, it sort of shows why he's not your full-time starting quarterback is, is he doesn't quite have that arm strength and accuracy downfield. You know, you had some of those questionable uh, third down calls. You had that one where Minnesota was driving down there about the Iowa 33 and then in, on a once again, it was the Wildcat. You run the Wildcat three plays in a row. Um, pretty much everybody in the entire stadium knew third and three that Seth Green was getting the ball and was going to run it, and he did, and got nailed for about a loss of four yards. You know, and then the next, the exact next drive is when they come out and Green throws that long bomb on first down, like he thought he could catch Iowa napping, which it obviously didn't work. So, you know, and then just some of the personnel. You know, whether that's PJ Flex's decision or Kirk Shiraka's decision. Um, you know, I mean, Muhammad Ibrahim wasn't terrible, but Bryce Williams, five carries for 28 yards. He didn't play hardly anything in the second half, whether that was a, a pass blocking thing, because obviously the Gophers needed as much help as they could in the backfield, chipping people coming in or whatever. But I would like to see Bryce Williams get a few more carries because he's shown to be a fairly capable back in the Big Ten. And uh, I think, you know, obviously Minnesota played from behind the entire time, but uh, it would have been nice to see him try and dominate the running game a little bit more. Yeah, I I think for me, a moment where I, I can understand reading the postgame comments from Fleck, uh, the the fake punt, for example, I'm not, I'm, something like that, you have to assume the head coach probably had the call. Um, that didn't sit super great with me, but I'm not, it's not a moment where I'm overly frustrated either. Like I understand the logic to it. Um, I also think it probably could have turned out a lot worse. I think Minnesota could have been out of the game going into the second or going into halftime had that not just turned into the oddest, (laughs) the oddest end uh, to the first half pretty much. Yeah, it was, it feels like it doesn't feel like a missed opportunity to me, Andy, because I don't think Minnesota was ever in the game in the game the only moment the only moment I truly felt like Minnesota was in the game was after Carter Coughlin forced that fumble and we ended up scoring to get within seven like that was the only time in the game that I felt like the Gophers were in it does that seem right to you yeah you know getting that touchdown right away cutting the lead to seven points that was that was definitely the turning point. You know, you needed to get a good big stop from your defense, and Iowa went right down the field and, and took the lead back to 14 points within just a few minutes. And, you know, it felt like Minnesota was struggling to keep up the rest of the way. Sort of could have changed the game differently if we had gotten a big defensive stop on that drive. Well, I guess they have plenty of things to put on film. That's the other, I, I would say, the real point of annoyance, I guess, for me early in the game was the big plays, the clear breakdowns in coverage, and the the kind of plays that resulted from that, they didn't have quite as much of that this game as they had uh, against Maryland. That said, they also continued to have issues executing on third down. So there's plenty to work on defensively. Um, I, I guess I guess coming out of this, I feel like 
this is clearly a team that has the talent and the and the ability to be a bowl eligible team in the Big Ten. The Big Ten West is still not a good side of the Big Ten, and there are enough game winnable games out there to get them to six. They just need to execute just a little bit better if we want to see if we act, if we want to see that happen, and if there's any chance of this team doing anything beyond just scratching their way to six. No, I totally agree, and it'll be interesting to see what type of personnel decisions PJ Fleck decides to make going forward. Um, you know, you're getting closer and closer to burning Daniel Falele's red shirt. Um, Sounds like some people were inferring from his comments post game that he may just decide to run with Falele the rest of the way at right tackle. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how you know going into Ohio State and Nebraska whether Falele is getting most of the snaps and and obviously will be burning his freshman year or whether they decide to go back to Sluter or Quinn Osland is another possibility. Uh, but obviously Sam Schluter was having some major troubles today and, and they need to get that shored up if the Gophers are going to get to six wins. All right, well, let's let's talk about some of the things we liked and we'll, we'll go we'll go for our awards here. Necktown of the week. Um, I'm going to go offense. I'm going to go Rashad Bateman. I think he had certainly uh, a coming out party, if you want to go that route, as a, as a freshman. Uh, as a wide receiver, seven catches, 65 yards, two touchdowns. Um, I'm not a big fan of the fade calls, even though he's super athletic, but he made a really nice grab on his first touchdown on that fade. Uh, and I think he certainly deserves uh, a necktown for that. Uh, defensively, Jacob Huff, eight solo tackles, 11 total, half uh, a half tackle on a tackle for loss. And of course, the, the interception that I don't know what Either France was thinking there, but I'm totally happy that they decided to go that route. Uh, Andy, who do you got for your neckdowns? Yeah, you know, I think offensively, um, it was obviously a, a wide receiver showcase, and, and Tyler Johnson once again stood out six catches, 107 yards, and, and the one touchdown. Um, he's Mr. Reliable on this offense. You know, I think we're seeing Bateman become much more of a threat, but if uh, if, if Zach Anaxan's looking for somebody to throw to, chances are his number one look is always going to be Tyler Johnson, and he's continuing to make big plays. Um, defensively, I'm going to go with uh, Carter Coughlin. He had that big sack forced fumble that uh, got the Gophers back within a touchdown there. Um, you know, he was, he was basically the only guy you could say on that defensive line who was getting some pressure in uh, on Stanley, and so... Carter's doing it all, but obviously the uh, the rest of the D line isn't giving him much help. So, um, I think I think TJ and Carter are the my picks today. Race to maturity. Uh, I assume we just have to go with Rashad Bateman for our our freshman standout. I mean, I think it's a fairly obvious choice. Uh, you know, Bateman with his seven catches today. I was listening to to Mike Grimm on the call. He's now only uh, seven catches short of the all time Gopher reception record for a freshman. So, obviously, he's going to shatter that record considering we're only in Game 5. <laughs> and he's got at least seven and maybe eight more games to, uh, to to continue. So, assuming he doesn't have a freak injury here, uh, knock on wood, he obviously will, will shatter that record. And, um, you know, Terrell Smith had an up-and-down game. Annex had an up-and-down game. But, uh, yeah, Bateman was most definitely the uh, race to maturity standout. All right, well, uh, I... I urge everybody, uh, enjoy your Sunday. Uh, let Cleanse your palate. Let this one go. You know what? Season's not over. There are good things to, to look forward to for the rest of this year. Go Gophers. Sky you mock. Row the boat. Go Gophers.
for the thrill of the boat.